Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of Pour It Out. I'm Shivali. And I'm Hitu. And today we have a very exciting guest joining us on Pour It Out. Um, today we'll be chatting with Nanki Singh. Nanki moved to Bali a few years ago from LA and started her own business in Bali called Dreamy Trips Bali. Nanki spent some time talking to us all about her life in Bali, what it was like to move, and how she grew her business. Yeah, we had so much fun talking to her and getting to know her. We'll have all her socials linked in the description of the episode, so please give her a follow. Her Instagram is literally amazing, and you will probably want to move to Bali if you see it. So we're going to get into it and pour it out. So we're going to start off with like a little game that we always play with our guests. So we have a list of random questions. So we're going to have you pick um, three numbers between one to 200. And then we'll just ask the questions like corresponding to the numbers that you pick. Okay, let's go with nine. Okay. Let's go with um, 22 and then 75. So I guess this is perfect for you right now. But what's the best way to start the day? Oh, okay. So <laughs> I, I need to like improve my morning routine. But right now it's been going to the beach in the morning. And then after that, we all meet up at a cafe um, where we'll chill for like 45 minutes. And it's like all your closest best friends. So that's been pretty good for me. That sounds so nice. <laughs> yeah. It's like right on the beach and it's really, really nice in the morning because you like, it's like just after sunrise and there's like doggies everywhere. Oh. It's really nice. Um, what's something you like to do the old fashioned way? Journaling. You can like literally talk about anything to yourself and it's the best feeling. Is this the first time you've started or like did you journal in the past too? I've been doing it for years. I've okay. like def- I'm like addicted to it. Okay. And then 75. What's the title of the current chapter of your life? This is kind of hard. <laughs> a mess. Kind of like a big pause, like a big year of pause. And I think everyone can relate to that. So it's like a mess and like kind of like letting go because like I have so much potential, but I have to be patient till next year to be able to do stuff. And it's like, I know all my best friends are being able to do things now. Yeah. And it's like, they're growing their businesses. And I'm like, there's literally nothing I can do, but let go and be patient. But it's mm-hmm. also really good that my biggest problem is being patient in a yeah. weird, frustrating way. Yeah. No, I get that. I feel like we'll definitely talk about that a little bit more, but I totally get like what you're talking about too. So I will allow you to say that it's a mess right now. It's <laughs> <laughs> just like being patient. Yeah. Okay. So before we kind of like go into like I guess just asking you questions. Do you want to start by just like saying like who you are, like where you're from and like how you kind of like got to where you are right now? A little intro. Yeah. 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 Just a little background of like who you are. My name is Nanki. Um, I was born in California, raised in India as well as California. And then I moved to Bali about two years ago. Um, I'm one of the only entrepreneurs slash South Asian influencers here on the island. Um, I'm really passionate about helping South Asian women travel, which is why I started my travel company called Dreamy Trips. We host once-in-a-lifetime getaways and luxury uh, bachelorette parties, mainly catering to the South Asian market, but of course it's open to everyone. Um, And I'm really excited to be on this podcast. 
And so um, you said that you were from California. How did you get to India from California? Like what made well, that transition? Well, I didn't really have a choice. I was, I was born and raised there. So I was there until I was about 14. And then my parents retired when the real estate market wasn't doing too great. So they were like, why are we going to struggle here? We can live a really great life back in India. Um, and so we kind of just packed everything up and moved back. Um, and it was interesting because even though I'm Punjabi, we moved to the South. Um, so that was a whole different culture shock. And then did you move, go from India and then move to Bali or? Um, and then I was in India for four years. So that was mostly all of high school. And then I was going to go to college. Um, I had a few options, but I chose to go back to California where I spent four years um, studying. And then I did one year of corporate at a marketing agency, which I didn't like. On top of that, I got in a long distance relationship with someone in Toronto. So not only did I not really know anyone in LA, the only person I wanted to know was living hours away from me. Yeah. Um, so I ended up breaking up with him after a year. That was finally my time to like do something for myself, really like just focus on what I needed to do with my life because I had no idea then. I took mm -hmm. a vacation to Bali for about a week during Thanksgiving break and it ended up being the most like magical trip I've ever had, um, which is also a lot of influence on why I started Dreamy Trips is because of how I did the trip and like the things I discovered. Um, I met a lot of people there and I was like, if people here are doing all these cool things and have this really cool lifestyle, like why can't I do that? Like, why am I not good enough? And in reality, I am. So I was like, I can probably do it and probably do it better than them. So I just had to like take, give a shot. And I was like, either I'm going to like work here in LA forever, or I can go and try this. Mm -hmm. um, if I leave LA, all I know is that I'm definitely not coming back regardless of how things go in Bali. So I'm like open to that. And then I ended up moving about two months later after my one week visit and I've been here for about two years now. Oh wow. So, so like you visited and then you were like, yep, I'm moving. Bye. Yeah. It's like, I was so ready to go. I was like, there's nothing keeping me in LA. I, I don't want to yeah. be here. So you only were in Bali for a week and it only took you one yeah. week to figure out that you wanted to move. I there. think it's because I was so desperate in knowing that there's another opportunity for me that could work out that I wanted to jump on it. And mm -hmm. I really did meet really cool people here. Like, um, so it's kind of like this really like cheesy story of how I found the town that I was live I'm living in now. It's a really small town, so it's not a tourist town. Um, it was raining in Ubud, and I was supposed to spend one really nice last night there. I had this coupon from like Hotels.com where I could stay at any hotel, and I was going to stay at the best one, like one of the best in the world. Um, and it was pouring like down that day. It was basically a thunderstorm, and I was stuck in my hotel room, and I was like, I don't even know if I want to book this place. Like, I'm just going to be stuck indoors. And like the storm was like getting really bad. Um, so I was like, okay, I need to find like an alternative. And I got on Bumble um, and I matched with this pilot and he was like, come to Changu, which is like where I live now. And it's like pretty far away. I was like, no, I've like been running after a boy in Toronto for so long. I'm not going to go on a trip for myself and then run after another boy. And then I was like, no, I'm not doing this. And then um, it started raining more and more. And I was like, okay, I really no option. And he's like, it's sunny here. I'm on the beach. Like, just come down. And I had this free night stay. I could still book anywhere. So I found this like massive villa, which was like way unnecessary. It was like five bedrooms, <laughs> like had a butler service. And I was like, just living 
I hate saying it, my best life, but I was living <laughs> such a great moment that I was like, okay, I have to go. And like, he picked me up on his dirt bike and we spent one day like driving around and he was like, this is just like how life is. And like, he convinced me basically to stay. And like, yeah. now he's one of my really good friends and we all have like, a, like common circle, but it's just crazy how like, I'm like, because of that boy, like, because of him, like, imagine just like one of your guy friends, you're, this is the reason why you're like living in the country now. And then like to think of it, I'd be like, oh my God, I would never, ever hook up with you. You're such a bro. <laughs> I love but, that. But like, you've served your purpose. You've served your purpose. I'm here now just because of you. Thank you. Goodbye. (laughs) I actually went to Bali last year. So like, I wish I would have just matched with someone on Bumble though (laughs) to do that. It's weird how it happened. Like, I don't know how that happened, but it did. Everything happens for a reason. So that definitely happens (laughs) for a reason. You went to Bali for a week and then you moved two weeks later. So how was that like transition? Like, you went back to LA where you like, I need to find like a place to live ASAP or like what was kind of your thought process when you got back to LA? It was two months. Um, and so within those past two months, I had put in my two week notice. I put my rent up for lease. I packed up all my stuff and sent it to my Mossy's house. Um, there was like a lot of transition. It was like explaining to my parents, like researching, like there was just so much research that had to go behind it. Um, and then I got a job. I was like, I can't just go out there and do nothing. So I was teaching English online. So I had to figure out how to do that um, and like start actually getting students. So it was a hectic two months, but like everything fell into place effortlessly almost where I'm just like, mm-hmm. how did this all happen? But yeah. yeah. Is it so is it hard to like find housing in Bali, though? Like if you're coming from outside of Bali, like how do you What's the process? No, because it just depends on what you're looking for. So people think that they can come here and find like their dream villa. Like it's going to be super cheap. It's massive. Like those are like already swept up. Like people have claimed all of those. So now you have Mm -hmm. to either find like new ones or you have to find like a friend that knows someone. So it's all like anything in Bali works with the network you have. So you need to know people here. Um, But there's like also Facebook groups for like girls in Bali. So that's like one of the Facebook groups. Um, And everyone's really supportive of each other. I think just living on an island, everyone helps everyone out. It's not like living in a big city. Like island life is way more different. So like kind of slow paced, like. Very slow paced, like easy living. Like we all help each other out. Like everything is shared and. Like, you have to be really resourceful, too. Sometimes you're just, like, like, it was already slow-paced, and now you're, like, oh, now this is the time for me to learn to live slow life. You're, like, dude, it's really slow now. And you're just, like, like trying to settle into it. Because mm-hmm. from, coming from L.A., like, you're so ready to, like, hustle and, like, build something for yourself, and it's a big difference. Yeah, I feel like you're constantly, like, working, and you never have a break. You only work a couple hours in the day and you set your own time and like, yeah. But I know one thing I noticed was like when I was going through different, um, I guess cities, that like they were all so much different. So like, is that why you chose Chengdu over the rest? Yeah, because a lot of them are like tourist towns or like Ubud is very hippie. Like it's almost too hippie for me and it's in the mountains. Chengdu is a really good balance of like, like, digital nomads basically people who are working online um there's like a really cool like just like 
it's more hometown feeling. It's like all your best friends are in one area. It's on the beach. Like there's really cool bars here. There's like a great gym here that I love going to. Um, you can create a really comfortable lifestyle. And then like all the other towns are like good weekend getaways. Mm-hmm. But then it also depends on your personality. Like some people would prefer to live in Uluwatu and some people like Ubud more, but it really depends on like what you're looking for when you're here. They all have different personalities. Do you see yourself moving to like a different city no. though? No. Okay. So Chengdu yeah, all the way. Move. Yeah. hundred percent. I might move out more if like when I like have my like when I'm older and I'm like starting a family and I'm like having my Bali house, like I'm going to be like auntie non where people come to my house for summer vacation, you know, like, to, like summer vacation in Bali. I'm going to have a big house. Like these are the plans I have for myself. So like when I have that, it's going to be like more out of town. It won't be like in the center of town. So you kind of touched on that. You want to be like auntie non Like, so like, did you move to Bali with just like, I'm going to live here for like six months and then like go somewhere else. Or like, did you know that you were going to be here longer in long term? I had no idea. I didn't even know if I'd be able to survive here. I didn't know what, like, I was like, I believe a year and a half it took me to realize that like, this is home for the rest. I don't know how I'd live in a city again. Like I walk barefoot and like I (laughs) ride a scooter and like things are just so easy here for me. Like, why would I change that up? Um, At the most, though, I don't plan to live only in Bali. Like, India is so important to me. I'm going to be splitting my time up with both, especially because my parents live there. So, yeah, it's going to be, like, a couple months India, like, a third of India and, like, two-thirds Bali. I need to go back to India, honestly. It's been a while. And then when you go, you need to do more than just visit your parents or your (sighs) family. So Shivali went last year, and she, like, was posting all these pictures of, like, traveling, and I'm like... I just always go to like my like aunt's house and like chill there and that's it. So my family lives in Gujarat. So then this time we traveled to like Rajasthan, Jaipur. So good. Yeah. Yeah. Which I've never seen that part of India before. So like it was, it was fun. It feels so different. It's so different compared to, yeah, just staying at your like family's place versus like traveling in India with your family. So nice traveling in India when you're also traveling with family in India. That's so Mm -hmm. much fun. I guess. My main question is, you mentioned that, like, you and your friends are always, like, going to cafes. So, like, how did you meet these friends when you went to Bali? Like, did you use Bumble, like, BFF, or, like, did you just network or just talk to strangers? networking here, yeah, like, networking here is very different. Like, I've never experienced it like this anywhere else in the world. Um, Because we're all a melting pot, like, you can have conversations with anyone, like, there's like not really boundaries. Like you just kind of talk to everyone. Like you'll sit down and like, if there's other people at your table, you'll be like, oh, how's your day going? Or hi, I'm Nanki. Um, the gym is a really good spot. Like your yoga classes are really, really good. You'll just like meet the person next to you on your mat. Mm-hmm. Um, and then like, you'll see them like 10 times because like Changu is like the size of like, like, I don't even know. Like it's so small. Like so you'll see people like constantly and you're just like, okay, now we're friends because I see you like three times a day. 
And it's really bad because like, if you're trying to avoid someone, there's no way of avoiding <laughs> someone. You will definitely see them three times a day. Um, oh so you need to like terms with everyone here because like, it's the definition of a small town. So like, <laughs> you need to like, have a good rap and like, be nice to everyone because word spreads easily. Oh gosh. Oh, no. So like, how does that like, since you said it's small and you know everyone, like how, what's like the dating scene like? Since you know it's everyone, really, like, yeah, it's like, I don't even want to say, but it's like, like everyone's kind of just like, it's just like, if it works for you, like do your thing, like whatever you need to do, like, like people have like, you don't even know, like it's, yeah. it's just weird. Like, I don't know, like everyone's kind of like talked to everyone and now we're kind of just all friends unless someone new comes into town mm-hmm. and they're like fresh bait and like, oh my God. It's, so it's like, I'm just thinking like, again. yeah, yeah. I'm just thinking like, I would like, I love the idea of like people being super friendly, like a small town, but like me just thinking about running into my ex like three or four times a day, like I would. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And then like your ex is like now talking to someone, like probably talking to like, like, so the ratio of male to female here is so off. Like the amount of men oh. here are just, like, so like, it's so like female dominated here. Like there's so yeah. many women. Like I always say like Bali is made for girls while Thailand is made for men. Um, so there's a lot of girls here. So you'll have like really good group of girlfriends and like a couple good guy friends. But then those couple guy friends can go after your whole group of girls. Like it's like, oh, ridiculous. That's wow. Interesting. I have no idea <laughs> it was like. Good. Like it's not like they're going to do it in a bad way. Just, right. Like, yeah. It's like, like done respectfully, but still. Yeah. The concept is just like, so different to me, but at least, yeah. It's, it's like, it takes time to get used to where you're just like, wow, everyone really knows everyone. <laughs> I mean, honestly, I guess that makes sense because like you don't have that many options either. There's just like a few guys, you know? <laughs> it's really, like I'm trying to think of a place like that it would relate to, but it's like maybe like when college? I'm really, like, it's like smaller than college though. Like I high think, school yeah. maybe? Like, I don't know. Yeah. Like the amount of people you have in high school is probably the amount of people we have in Chengdu. Okay. Mm-hmm. When you first moved here, did you have to like kind of like convince your parents? Because I know that was like, like one of the issues when I was telling my parents that I was going to like go to Bali or wherever, um, especially because I was like solo traveling. So they were like, oh, like just do that when you're married. And I was like, what? Like they're like travel when you're married. Like you don't have to travel right now. And I was like, ah, I'm going to go travel. I'm going to book this ticket. Bye guys. Like, is that yeah. something that you have to like deal with? Um, okay, one, I do want to hear about your solo traveling later. Um, yeah. but yeah, it was it was interesting, but I'm also anomaly because my mom call uh, backpacked all through college. So it was kind of like a rite of passage for me to start traveling. Like she she taught like told me all her stories growing up, like how her and her best friend like slept on trains and they like 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 how they like saved money and like all these mm-hmm. things and like how they snuck around everywhere and they got to see all these cool spots um so it was like it was just about time until I did my own solo traveling which I did in college yeah and then when I made the move when I told them one my dad was like why did I get you this degree if you're gonna go live in a village in Indonesia like that's what I had to like explain to him like what like opportunities were there like he didn't fully get it um, and then they were like, you should go to New Zealand. Like you should go here instead. Like we were trying to figure out what options were better for me. 
Um, so like I would have to like show them what Chongu had. Um, they still don't understand. They're like, why are you living in this like box apartment and like living, like going commuting? Like they're like, we want you to like be successful and have a good career, but like your life sucks, which is basically oh what he told me. He's like, you need to do something about it. Like, yeah. this, and he could like also see like living in LA, I was kind of being really bitchy. And he's like, why are you talking to me like that? Like, he didn't like it. He's like, you need to like do like he told me I need to change stuff in my life. Mm-hmm. Um, so you so just kind of like, all right, this is what I'm doing. Like this is what I'm doing. And he's like, are you sure you want to do Bali? Like he had he like gave me all these other options. He's like, these places are also because he also like traveled a lot. Like okay. we lived in like an RV when we were like kids, basically. Like mm-hmm. on the weekends, we would just go all over the place and we would just camp on the side of like the beach or like in national parks um so like we've like also like driven cross country from california to alaska like we've done a lot of stuff together um so it was just about time i like i did my own thing so it wasn't like a new concept anomaly no yeah oh my god they also like retired and moved to like a really empty part of like india and they're like we get it like we moved to india we are not gonna move to a city like we're all about like slow like outdoor life yeah and now I mean obviously now they see that you have dreaming trips so they still don't even know about it like I talk about it but like I don't want to share stuff with them until I have accomplishments because like that like I never like talking about things before it happens so they know I'm starting something and they kind of understand it but like yeah until there's like something that you can show them like yeah so I'm still building it but they're still they're still curious like my mom looks at my Instagram once in a while and she's like trying to figure things out (laughs) but I tell her also not to because she doesn't know how Instagram works and she's like why are you talking about this stuff like it's weird (laughs) oh Oh my gosh yeah that's why my mom does not have access to my Instagram (laughs) because I feel like she just wouldn't understand it yeah like that's been like a conversation I've had to have so many times she's like why are you so emotional (laughs) like I'm you're like that's the point now that's the point she's like why are you talking about your family donkey that's private I'm like there's nothing (laughs) private anymore that's honestly true there everything's just out there now yeah especially if you want to build an online business and have trust like you have to open yourself up like that and it's so uncomfortable sometimes but you're like you just have to do you gotta it. get people to relate to you so yeah yeah I can see that yeah. that's like something I'm really working on right now well so, I, I would say you're doing a good job with that yeah I, I love okay, your Instagram yeah. feed perfect <laughs> I just feel like I'm so bad at replying to people and like my communication skills are really bad I always get surprised because you probably get so many dms like on the daily like do you ever find yourself like just being like oh I just don't want to do this anymore like just overwhelmed with everything yeah, because like I love talking to people but it's like I can only spend like an hour a day replying yeah. to messages like I hate being on my phone like yeah I love like like my whole life here but if I want to live here I also have to be on my phone mm-hmm. so like that's a battle too where and then yeah. it's like I want to be authentic when I talk to you but if I'm talking to like 50 people about the same thing it's like almost redundant you know like I can't be excited about our conversation because I'm doing it with 49 other people yeah yeah sometimes people don't get that and like then it feels kind of hurt because it's like I those weren't my intentions but like I'm trying to do like the best that I can so like speaking of social media and Instagram um is there anything like 
like kind of like expectations versus reality of like living in Bali or like, you know, like your social media yeah. shows one thing that people are like, oh, like Bali's so perfect. It's so dreamy. But like, is there like something like, I think- do you experience anything behind the scenes that isn't like true to like how people present themselves that live in Bali, if that makes sense? Yeah, like, I feel like, like, regardless of where you are in the world, like, insecurities are a real thing, like, lack of confidence is a real thing, like, figuring out what you're gonna do, or, like, being, like, oh, this is really good quality content, like, no matter where you're at, like, you're always gonna question those things, and, like, Mm -hmm. especially living in Bali, people say, you can't complain, you live in Bali, and it's, like, yeah, I live here, but, like, if I want to keep living here, like I need to grow and I need to have standards for myself and like I need to meet certain goals. And like yeah. as a human, you're still going to have like all these flaws you have to get through regardless of where in the world you're at. Mm-hmm. Um, so like internal work doesn't like disappear just because you're living on an island. But like obviously there's like so much more I have to be grateful for. But like people sometimes like that, that, that's the like, way you can't relate to people. It's because they they expect you to be like on a high all the time when like sometimes you're just like not feeling it you know Mm -hmm. and then like that's a whole nother question like why are you feeling down if you're like so it's like a whole cycle where you're just like trying to figure out where (laughs) you're at um uh yeah so it there can be it just um you just have to figure out why but like the amount of personal growth I've had here I don't think I would ever have it in Cal, like in America, because I think it's just so not talked about. It's not experienced. Like, I feel like I would not be where I'm at mentally if I still stayed in America. Mm -hmm. I feel like you just have had like so much time to like, just figure out like, as cliche as it sounds, just like figure out who you are. And like, I mean, like, I don't want to say it like that. But like, I feel like that's like, literally how you respond to things and like what you prefer and like what comfortable with and like how you handle being confident or how you like respond to people like certain interactions you have and like it's okay to be like just say no to certain things but in America you'd be like oh there's like more pressure um like you have a lot more independence because you're living alone and you're and the way women are here in Bali we're a lot more straightforward like especially when it comes to guys like we'll tell you exactly how we're feeling. Like if you're like running around in circles, like we'll tell you, hey, like these are my priorities. Either you're gonna like work with me or like you're gonna like respect me or if not, then bye. Like like girls here like don't like, sh- don't like waste time. Like it's very, yeah. like, I'll also, I'll ask guys on dates. Like I'll go up and ask guys for numbers. Like that's super normal. Um, Like I always pay my own bill. Like, and yeah. I love that. No playing games, yeah. <laughs> like no playing. Like especially me now. Like I'm very confident because there's so many girls here. When you want a boy, like you go after him and you tell yeah. him, like, "Hey, like right. I'm interested in." Sometimes, like they don't like expect it too. Like, like sometimes they're just like, "Oh, like are you playing games with me? Like what's going on?" I'm like, "No, I'm being like straightforward with you." And like you need to be a man and be straightforward with me. Like it's like, yeah, yeah, like, just no. shoot your shot. Why not? Yeah, yeah. I love that. Like, I feel I like more people more people should just do it. Yeah. I think I don't know. I think America will get there eventually. Maybe not. <laughs> I, I couldn't date American men anymore. Honestly, same. <laughs> but like, that's all I got right now. So <laughs> So like if um and you probably get this all the time. I want to move to Bali. Like, how do I do this? Like 
what are your like realistic tips for people that would want to do it? Number one, don't try to find an online job. Don't try to find a job in Bali. People that want to work in Bali work remotely, which means you're working yeah. online. Um, the best and most secure way is to have a business for yourself where clients come to you. You don't have to go looking for clients because that's exhausting and a waste of your time. So what you need to do is you need to build a brand from a skill that you have from your past experience. And you need to make a niche. I've like done this many times. I'm, <laughs> I'm like, like she's got you. this. Because <laughs> I'm like so stubborn about it because people are like, oh, like I could do this and this and this. I'm like, no, you have but to follow so... this one formula. Yeah. You think it's hard, but like once you start brainstorming in a certain way, like there's certain questions you have to ask yourself to find your niche. Mm -hmm. And you have to be really confident with yourself. And that's a very like uncomfortable conversation to have where you're just like, is this something I want to be confident in for the rest of my life? It yeah. has to be something you really care about for like at least the next five. And then you can evolve it as your life changes. But it generally has to be in that field. Mm -hmm. And then you have to like, once you have your niche, you have to like build an online portfolio. You have to have a following, which means you have to have trust. Um, and then that builds your network and then it can become word of mouth. And then you use things as like Facebook ads to like amplify that, like amplify the content that you have. Um, and then from there, it kind of does its own work where you get like different opportunities that come to you. Yeah. Um, but like that doesn't mean you have to be an influencer. That means you could do photography. That means you could be a content creator. Like there's so many different paths you can go into. It really just depends on like, what niche you pick like that's yeah. the best way uh, either you do that or you do the more expensive way and you start a business here in bali which is also possible mm -hmm. but yeah there's options for you it's not like oh you have to like i don't know like teach english online because i hated that and i did it only for a few months like you have yeah. like really good, it's not oversaturated and so like when you decided to move to Bali, like did you move to Bali with the idea of starting Dreamy Trips or like is that something that you kind of decided once you got to no. the island? Yeah, so I spent about a year trying to figure out what I was going to do here. I was teaching English. I was doing copywriting for a lot of restaurants out here. Um, so again, it all depends on your network. Um, people really feel comfortable hiring you once you're here and they meet you. Um, cold emailing and applications don't really exist. It's all about like who you know. Um, and Dreamy Trips really started because so many people were visiting me and they were like, Nanki, you've like created such a good trip. And like, as I started becoming an influencer, um, people would reach out to me and be like, hey, could you help me? And then like, I was just like, I need to start a business out of this. Like, this is the best thing going for me. And I like actually really enjoy it. And like, I know things that like, mainstream like blogs don't talk about like I have yeah. like the insider view on things um so I was just like this all makes sense I feel like if you do like a quick google search like you're gonna get all the touristy things I feel like when you're going somewhere like obviously you do want to do touristy things but like there's just so much more of like just getting like that local perspective and like doing things that like a lot of people don't know of like that's how you're gonna get the best yeah and it's like okay cool you want to do the bali swing but like don't go to the actual bali swing because yeah. there's 50 other people there <laughs> let me take you to this other one that's like down the street and it's gonna be way better yeah and there's probably like two people there but like with dreamy trips it's basically you're creating itineraries for girls girls or like is it a different reach yeah so 
I, I'm super inclusive. Like the way I've targeted it, targeted it is to South Asian women, okay. but I've done like single men, I've done families, couples, like I've done everyone. And I think people get that when they look at my website and see like the getaways page where like, mm-hmm. it really is for everyone. But I also really want to help like South Asian women. Um, and like, I'm all about like, celebrating like really big moments, which is why I specifically chose bachelorette parties. Um, I think like that's like a great moment in your life Mm -hmm. where you and your best girlfriends can get away and celebrate some, like celebrate just being together before like the biggest day of your life. Yeah. Um, Yeah. And like people think like bachelorettes are supposed to be trashy and like about getting wild, but like there's a whole different way people can see it. Mm -hmm. And it can be like a really like, good trip that you probably need before your wedding day yeah just like a just let loose like relax yeah before like de-stress whatever you want to do like it's like usually third like 40 percent them telling me what they want to do and then 30 percent uh-huh. of me like surprising them and being like you don't know you want to do this but like but I'm you do put it in your itinerary and you trust me and then that's how you like end up having the best trip it's because you do that. things you wouldn't Plan. yeah so yeah. like if he and I were to book a trip through like dreamy <laughs> trips like what's like the process of it like yeah yeah like how so, does the planning and everything go so Shivali's so getting I, married and then how do we do okay. so then the work's not for you it's for Heathu like me and her <laughs> um so I'll become your best friend like I'll get to know you I want to know all your like what makes you excited like what you want this dream trip to look like like I know you have high expectations and like I'm someone who like wants that like fairy tale trip <laughs> where um like you know where you just like see it in the movies and you're like yeah. that's what I want to happen for myself um I'll find out everything about it and then I'll go back and then I have like a few people that I work with and I'll get all my vendors okay. sorted um and then basically it's a lot of work on my side you just tell me everything you want and then I'll put you, of course, like in a like private group chat, like I'll make sure like, you know, you're filled in like all the time about what's going on. And then um, you're taking care of like as soon as you land, like how it works is like it's very personal. So I'll message you every morning to be like, this is your itinerary. This is what you're doing. Your driver should be picking you up soon. Um, and then he'll know everything. You'll have the same driver. But it's also like super personalized where like if it's raining one day, and we can't do like the itinerary that we had planned like we, if you guys have to stay home for a bit or something like this happened to like my last clients um like i put together a care package and i'm like here have a really good time at your hotel room like for the morning and then in the evening we'll plan something different so mm-hmm. it's not like you're like stuck it's like i make sure everything's taken care of like it's very personalized and it's like very high quality for what you're receiving but it's not like super expensive. Like I work with your budget. So you say I can spend maybe 1500 per girl. Um, I will fit everything into that budget. So it's not like, it's like luxury, but it's affordable. So it's like, Mm -hmm. I'm also wanting to change the way people see travel because it's not like you have to spend a lot of money. There's a certain way you do things, um, especially when you work kind of like with an agency. Um, It's just like, it's a little bit more smoother than doing it yourself. There's like no in between moment where you're like, um, what do we do next? Like that doesn't exist. I feel like that's definitely good for people who like need a plan. Cause I know there's like travelers who like yeah. need everything planned out. Like they need to know what's happening. And then there's travelers who are like, oh, like I'll just figure it out. Like, we'll just do whatever, you know? 
Also, like, guys. Oh, my God. I feel like guys, like, the guys I know, they're just like, oh, we'll just figure out, like, whenever. We'll just get there and figure it out. (laughs) Yeah. So many guys have come to me and be like, my wife wants this big trip. I have no idea what to do. I'm like, don't worry. I'll take care of you. I mean, the first step is, like, reaching out to you, which they did that. So that's great. (laughs) A lot of them have been following me for a long time, which was really nice. Like, that's how I've gotten a lot of my clients. Through, like, Instagram and stuff? Yeah. Did you have to, like, so how did you get your following? Like, was it just, like, gradually? It was, like, a lot of effort, like, a lot of, like, social media strategies, but, like, also building an online network, I've, like, realized is really important. Like, I have, like, okay, the old following me. Like, I have some really, like, cool people following me, and I'm, like, I have no idea how you guys came across (laughs) my page, but, um, I've done, like, a lot of, like, little strategies to grow my page over, like, the past two years. Mm -hmm. And then do you have anything, like, you'd like to say to close out? Any advice or anything? If you're a list, like, if you've listened to the whole podcast, like, there's probably, like, a certain feeling you might be feeling or there's thoughts you're having. um, Like, there's certain, like, emotions that you're probably, like, been, like, dabbling with and you're, like, there's a reason you're feeling like that. Um, and you shouldn't ignore it. Like if you're feeling a certain way, you should do something about it. Um, yeah, don't settle. Amazing. Incredible. Yeah. <laughs> love that. <laughs> no, that was good. That was good advice. I love that. Yeah. Now I'm like, wait, <laughs> I need to do yeah, something I'm like, about wait. everything. <laughs> yeah. Like if you're, if you don't do anything about it, then you're going to be where you're at right now for the rest of yeah. your life. If that's True. What you want. You're always going to regret it. I'm like, might as well just try it out, whatever that is. Like, if that's like asking out a boy or if that's moving to Bali, like, just do it.